This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, just talking about the Leafs. Austin Matthews, no mustache last night. Playing fantastic. Leafs were dominant. Big victory. Team's looking hot. Mm-hmm. Austin Matthews looking like a different person. It really, that mustache drew your eye, didn't it? So you look at the guy and you wouldn't notice his eyes or his nose or... <laughs> His hair. <laughs> his chin, his ears. Yeah. <laughs> All you would see is that mustache. And now that it's gone, I was like, oh, who's that? Oh, oh okay, it's okay. him. He has, a, he has a nose. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't draw your eye in a great... Like, it wasn't a great mustache in the sense that, you know, Burt Reynolds was like a manly... Like, a, a you know, a pinnacle of mustaches. It was... It drew the eye because it was funny. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like at first, I thought it was he was just trying something out and it wasn't going to last. Yeah, he he kept it a lot long. He he almost kept it to the point like if he, if he was just trying it out, he kept it so long that it was too late, and he was pot committed because everybody then had commented on the mustache. Sure, sure. And it's he, like using he, a nickname for too long. Yeah, you know. And then you're like, I don't want that to be my nickname. Sorry, bro. <laughs> it's your nickname now, yeah. Sting. <laughs> Sorry, Sting. We're calling you Sting. Sorry, Taz. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you're a middle-aged man named Taz now. (laughs) Have my girl mustache. Look at this now. Yeah. Uh, Mustache, like Dev says. Mustache, no mustache. Shave your eyebrows if you want, Austin Matthews. Just keep scoring goals (laughs) like you did last night. 112.4. Congratulations again to Neville Sharp, 51-year-old man in Australia, the new world record holder for world's loudest burp, 112.4 decibels. Now, conveniently, built into our console here at the radio station, we've got a decibel meter. So we've got three contestants lined up, ready to burp as loud as they can in honor of Neville's accomplishment. And whoever burps the loudest is going to get $100 <laughs> in Lotto Max tickets, all right? Could be worth $50 million. What a story to tell at the Yacht Club one day, <laughs> huh? So, how did you make your money? Well, <laughs> I invented a new way to do open-heart surgery. How did you win all your money? I burped into my phone. <laughs> We've got Stacy listening in Seaforth, Ontario. I have a feeling they know how to burp up in Seaforth. How are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, one or two attempts, Jim, what do you think? Neville got two, two cracks of the record. I think one is plenty. All right. Yeah. Uh, you got one shot at this, so make it count. Um, right. we, w- we will stop talking. You take the time you need, burp on cue, and we'll tell you how many decibels we're working with, okay? All right. Here we go. <laughs> That was 78.5 decibels, and it didn't sound like a real burp. It sounded more like a yell to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like a real bad cartoon. We'll count it, though. Sure, sure. I mean, it it is what it is. Uh, We'll see uh, how the competition fares against uh, Stacy's entry. Uh, Ronaldo is representing North York, Ontario. How are you guys doing? Good. I know this must be a huge moment for you. Very big moment, yes. So take some time, collect yourself, and then burp as loud as you can into your telephone. We'll tell you if you are the new leader, okay? Okay. I think you threw up. 
Sorry, that sounded. Are you okay? I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Right. Be careful there. It did sound more like an actual burp. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a Coke can uh, during the break. <laughs> you chugged. You chugged a Coke. Carbonated yeah. beverages. Yeah. Is, it, is that like juicing <laughs> when it comes to burp competitions? Are you allowed to drink uh, a soda pop? Sure, sure. Okay, we've got seventy nine point two on that one. A new leader. And it all comes down to contestant number three, Cornelius in Kitchener, Ontario, the home of Oktoberfest. Oh. They say sometimes if you close your eyes as far away as Windsor during the month of October, you can hear the burps from Kitchener. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, how you, you doing, it, Cornelius? Man. Doing very well. How about yourself? Good. Have you had any beverages to drink here? Any any uh, sparkling waters or... <laughs> No, coffee. Just a coffee. Okay, so he's going in dry to the competition here. Uh, let's hear how loud you can burp, Cornelius. All right. <laughs> what the? You sounded like you got stabbed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I up there. Are you all right? Oh, yeah. People are pushing it too you, hard. You can't, you know, you tighten the abdomen. You don't You don't want that burp to come out the wrong way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Looking at that one, we are sitting. That was a 78.9. That means the winner is from North York, Ontario, Ronaldo. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, <laughs> you have the loudest burp in the Taz and Jim listening area. Very happy about that. I'm very happy. Yeah, not quite world record caliber. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock, you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock. It's time for sports with you Devin peacock, Peacock, our sports guy from Global peacock, News Radio. Well, here we go. A Major League Baseball lockout. What's going on here, Dev? As of 12.01 this morning, uh, the owners have locked out the players. It's the first time we've had a work stoppage in uh, 25 years. This might uh, bring some, or over 25 years, this might bring some uh, bad, painful memories for any Expos fans out there because the last time we had a lockout, the Expos were the best team in baseball, and we are sitting here right now in a position where the Blue Jays have done some good work in the offseason. I'm not saying they're the best team in baseball, but there's a lot to look forward to. And so Blue Jays fans might be feeling what Expos fans felt uh, 25 plus years ago. What's at issue here, as always, is money and the players uh, wanting to uh, find some ways around some clever uh, initiatives the owners have uh, undertaken in recent years. So uh, what the players want to do in a nutshell is get to free agency faster. They want to end uh, some salary arbitration uh, manipulation. We saw this with Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. in Toronto. You'll remember both did not start their seasons when they came came up eventually from the minors in April. The Blue Jays waited six weeks to bring them up. That ensured them an extra year with Toronto. So there's 
little things the owners have been doing the players want to get rid of, but it's not going to be easy for the players to do that. Lockout, it's December. Uh, They'll work this out before the spring, right? We say that now, but the the problem with a lockout in the offseason is there is no real... uh, drive to get something done because you have months to go until we get to spring training. I mean, the two sides didn't exactly talk when they met recently. They talked for only seven minutes in Texas during their last round of negotiations before the lockout began. So who is going to blink first here? Is it the players? Is it the owners? The owners have a lot of power in this situation. They, They do not have a salary cap. They don't need a salary cap. They have the luxury tax, which is effectively acted as a salary cap. So the problem for the players is if you want to get things from the owners, what are you going to give up? Because the owners are already in a very strong position. So I think the players are going to be the ones that blink first here. It just depends on how strong their resolve is. Not long until they play the halftime show at the Grey Cup at the Donut Box, Tim Hortons Field in the Hammer. Kells, the official Grey Cup halftime performer, we hope they they may have to change the name of the band for the performance, according to a document that has surfaced online, Jim. What is going on? Well, uh, there is an email in all caps that was sent to the band Arkells by a guy named Ron Kells. Therefore, his name is R. Kells, and he goes... This was at 6.45 in the morning, by the way, so he woke up angry. And he goes, my name is Ron Kells, and we all have a problem with the name of your band and the rights to it. Please get a hold of me before the halftime show goes on. Seriously. And then he also, I just recently found a follow-up email that he also sent. (laughs) Obviously, this is from Ron Kells as well, R. Kells. Obviously, right. His first initial is R. His yeah, last yeah, name, yeah. yeah, Kells. R. Kells. Obviously, y'all aren't taking me seriously. I'm not happy about my name being used internationally, let alone across Canada. Should be opposite, but anyway, especially as halftime entertainment for Grey Cup. Get a hold of me ASAP, please. Y'all have noticed that you don't have permission to do this under my name. My phone number is blanked out by the band. Okay, so they have they have this R. Kells phone number they must and they for sure have his email ron yes old ronnie we looked up canadian arkells so we did a little search in the in the online phone book there and we found a bunch of them we phoned all the numbers we just wanted to do a survey um to make sure this didn't turn into a class action lawsuit <laughs> right most of them didn't answer the phone, to be honest. There's a lot of R. Kells, by the way, in Canada. I've never heard that last name before. Surprisingly, uh, we've got nine here. Wow. And we've called eight so far. So let's try to call. This is the final R. Kell that we're going to call this morning. Just to, you know, maybe maybe get a little permission. If one R. Kell gets on board, maybe Ron will settle down a bit mm-hmm. and relax. Realize he's not the only R. Kell out there, right? Let's see if we can... Get him on the phone here. Maybe this will be the guy. Maybe this is Ron. Hello? Hello, is Ron there, please? Uh, No, he is not. You have the wrong number. Is this the Kells residence? 
Yes. But there's no Ron Kells there. No. There is an R Kells there. That's me. Oh, hi. We're calling from a radio station in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Our names are Taz and Jim. Have you heard of the band Arkells? No. Oh, Arkells? Yes, I have. Yeah, there's a band Arkells, and somebody has threatened legal action against them named Ron Kells. Saying, oh, well, it's not me. Uh, as an Arkell, do you, are you okay with the band using the name? Yeah. Okay, you're fine with it? <laughs> Why are you calling at 6 o'clock in the morning? What? Oh, are you not in Ontario? No, I'm in Alberta. Oh, geez. Sorry about that. But, okay. but, but green light, it's okay for Arkells to use the name Arkells as far as this Arkell is concerned. Yeah, I don't care. Perfect. Thank you. Have a great day. Sorry for waking you. you up. All right. Okay. Watch the Great right. Cup. Okay. Go Ticats. Bye. No, no. Oh, here's where we disagree. (laughs) Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, put that one into evidence. I think she said Rough Riders there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I want to see you peacock, you peacock, you peacock, it's time for sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio. Well, here we go. A Major League Baseball lockout. What's going on here, Dev? As of 12.01 this morning, uh, the owners have locked out the players. It's the first time we've had a work stoppage in uh, 25 years. This might uh, bring some, or over 25 years, this might bring some uh, bad, painful memories for any Expos fans out there because the last time we had a lockout, the Expos were the best team in baseball, and we are sitting here right now in a position where the Blue Jays have done some good work in the offseason. I'm not saying they're the best team in baseball, but there's a lot to look forward to, and so Blue Jays fans might be feeling what Expos fans felt uh, 25 plus years ago. What's at issue here, as always, is money, and the players uh, wanting to uh, find some ways around some clever uh, initiatives the owners have uh, undertaken in recent years. So, uh, what the players want to do in a nutshell is get to free agency faster. They want to end uh, some salary arbitration uh, manipulation. We saw this with Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. in Toronto. You'll remember both did not start their seasons when they came up eventually from the minors in April. The Blue Jays waited six weeks to bring them up. That ensured them an extra year with Toronto. So there's Little things the owners have been doing, the players want to get rid of, but it's not going to be easy for the players to do that. Lockout, it's December. Uh, They'll work this out before the spring, right? We say that now, but the, uh, the the problem with a lockout in the off season is there is no real... Uh, drive to get something done because you have months to go until we get to spring training. I mean, the two sides didn't exactly talk when they met recently. They talked for only seven minutes 
in Texas during their last round of negotiations before the lockout began. So who is going to blink first here? Is it the players? Is it the owners? The owners have a lot of power in this situation. They they do not have a salary cap. They don't need a salary cap. They have the luxury tax, which is effectively acted as a salary cap. So the problem for the players is if you want to get things from the owners, what are you going to give up? Because the owners are already in a very strong position. So I think the players are going to be the ones that blink first here. It just depends on how strong their resolve is. Hey, what's going on? So the 10 pack of regular Timbits is $1.99. The 10 pack of the Timbits is like three sixty. dollars Sorry, yeah. the, the Timbits. all that extra money going? Beebs is more expensive. You think so? Well, well yeah. You, you got to pay the Beebs. <laughs> He's got to get his cut. <laughs> well, multi multi million dollar company like that is. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you, t- Justin Bieber isn't doing this for his health. Well, that's true. He, he's that's getting true. paid. They got There's a reason they got him to do it. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Good morning. I was just uh, driving to work, laughing about this uh, Tim Beebs stuff online. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got an empty box for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> OBO. (laughs) 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 I'll meet you halfway. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call. Thank you. Seriously, though, I've seen a lot of stuff on Facebook Marketplace related to the Tim Beebs. Yeah, yeah. The other day I saw a fanny pack which says Tim Beebs on it, brown, yellow writing, uh, 500 bucks. They're $30 to buy at Tim Hortons. Are they all sold out or something? Can you not get them at, at Timmy's? I think maybe in like a bigger city, uh, the supply is dwindling. I don't know. Uh, the toques, the tote bags. You have people selling the boxes without the Tim Beebs in them. They ate the Beebs, <laughs> left the box. <laughs> There's a couple, though, that I'm, I'm pretty sure are jokes. Like this Facebook Marketplace ad I saw last night. Uh, XXL Tim Hortons cup I used to wash down the new Bieber bits. $50 in stock. <laughs> listed a day ago. Part of history right there. As <laughs> Derek. Contact Derek on Facebook if you want to buy his, his Tim Hortons cup. <laughs> Here's another one. Antique Tim's cup. Ooh. $1,000. Whoa. This is Will posted this ad. ad uh, it says, really old Tim's cup with about 30 drywall screws in it. <laughs> screws come with the cup. It's not a Bieber cup, but it's still worth at least $1,000. Oh, man. Imagine he slapped one of those old Tim Hortons lids, lids on that. It'd be worth $3,000. Is this a joke? Are people really paying these crazy prices? For those a- ones are, they, for sure. <laughs> and, I mean, I think... I think the fanny pack ones are real. Whether somebody's going to pay $500 for it, I'm sure somebody would pay twice as much as the retail price for it yeah, if yeah. they really want it. Some, some, not only young kid. You can ask for whatever you want. It's, it's what can you actually get for it. If you've yeah. sold any of this Tim Beeb stuff for above market value, we'd love to hear from you. Sure. I would keep one up closer to Christmas. You get one of those desperate dads who kind of push things yeah. to the limit. You'd probably get 100 bucks out of them. The hot toy yeah, this yeah. year is a Justin Bieber, Tim Beebs fanny pack. Yeah, maybe. Let us know if, you, uh, if you're actually hearing about anyone buying this stuff for, for crazy amounts of money. Because people sure are trying to sell it. It's Taz and Jim and... 
We know this week has been a downer. It's been tough to find positivity in the uh, in the news this week, but we we got to talk about this this morning, even though it's it's made us feel pretty crappy. Um, we are are fortunate. It is it's an honor to be a part of your lives every morning, and we thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. But at the same time, you guys are a part of our lives, and we truly do consider our listeners our friends. Not all of them, actually. <laughs> There's a couple that, that we don't consider yeah, our friends. You know yeah, who you are. <laughs> but, but truly, we've been able to, to have some pretty amazing relationships with some amazing people because of the job we do here on the radio and one of those people was uh, was a guy named Damian Rowe. Uh, you Taz and Jim listeners, longtime listeners, would remember that uh, it must have been nine, ten years ago. We got a phone call here, and we we put this this crazy guy on the air, and he asked if I would officiate his wedding for him. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, I guess so. I've never done it. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's legally binding. We might <laughs> want to have a backup on hand just in case. But uh, but I agreed to do it. And uh, yeah, a couple months later, I was out there on a beautiful sunny day watching a, a gorgeous blonde in a white dress named Robin walk down the aisle to this guy with a, a beaming, glowing smile on his face waiting for her. And and that guy was Damien. And I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Dude, he just he his smile could could light up the entire uh the entire Taz and Jim listening area. Mm-hmm. I, he was just an awesome, generous, caring dude who lived life to its fullest. Jim, you I, I broke this news to you this morning. You didn't realize that Damien had passed away earlier this week, mm-hmm. and you uh, you had just been talking to him last week. You, yeah. you were you were in contact with Damien. We were talking about which concerts we were excited to go to, the ones that are coming up in December, and you know, saying let's have a beer at you know the July talk show or whatever shows were coming up, and talking about uh, getting tickets for the Alanis Morissette show. I thought I'd see him at all these places, and I just you know it's just a shame. And I used to see him at uh, Euchre tournaments and. Concerts. He'd come to my improv shows. Him and Robin been to a couple. Didn't they get on stage at one of your improv yeah, shows? We, we acted out their first date, <laughs> and uh, it was just a real generous guy. Like randomly, he uh, he heard us talking about Settlers of Catan. I was a big Settlers of Catan fan. So out of nowhere, he just dropped off like a wooden Catan board that he made custom to make the game work better. That he made, and he made one for me. And uh, yeah, he had a lot I, of I hobbies. I didn't ask him for it. He just made it for me, and it, it was just so nice out of nowhere he's just that type of guy did 3d printing one of his passions yeah for, for a lot of uh, a lot of friends that we know and he just would go out of his way for anybody mm-hmm. and and a cool dude and uh, uh i'm so honored that i was um part of of damien and robin's big day the first and only wedding that i have officiated is is yours and I, I thought it was so cool you know you're at you're at the wedding you hear uh, people recite verses from the bible quite often instead of a bible verse 
Robin and Damien had me read lyrics from their favorite Led Zeppelin song. Something from the book of Zeppelin two, track four. And we want to play that song for Damien this morning. And for Robin and your big, beautiful family. Sending you strength to get through this. How about being the new quarterback for the New England Patriots and losing your wristband with all the plays in it? You know those? <laughs> the, yeah, the, quarterband, quarterback wristband. The quarterback wristband that yeah. flips open, has all, all the secrets under that flap. Uh, Mac Jones, Patriots' new quarterback, lost his wristband. What's going on there? Yeah, I don't know if it's really his fault. There, basically, he uh, the, the 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 story's going around here. Uh, there are photos circulating on social media, allegedly showing a few stolen items that got stolen during the New England Patriots. Uh, Atlanta Falcons game. So this is at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, November 18th. Mac Jones played that game. And somehow they somebody stole the 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 wristband and then was mm-hmm. sending texts around seeing if anybody wanted to buy it or something. So these photos are out there. And this uh, they've traced it back to an Atlanta Falcon uh, employee who has been stealing items uh, from teams. He also stole that day Patriots backup quarterback Jared Steidem socks. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, will be hosting the, uh, the the Tampa Bay Bucks this week. So they said uh, publicly they will be beefing up security so that nobody steals anything from Tom Brady and company. Because if you remember, Taz... Following the Patriots' 34-28 victory over the Falcons, the most embarrassing defeat in the Falcons' history. Maybe in Super Bowl history. For sure, for sure. The moment he got back to his locker room, his jersey had been stolen. He realized it right away. And like we were talking about the story the very next day following the Super Bowl. He did get the stolen jersey back. Somehow, a member of the media got their hands on it, and they didn't trace it back to the, the employee uh, at the Atlanta Falcons stadium, but they now have found out who it is. I don't know what his position was. I want to say janitor with a big, thick mustache. <laughs> Just throwing stuff into the, the waste basket that he's pushing around. Yeah, and then put some paper towels over top of it and go past security. <laughs> <laughs> big, thick mustache janitor. Yeah. Always, the, that's, that is profiling, Jim. Hey, man. <laughs> you're bringing it on yourself when you're looking suspicious like that. Yeah. Uh, what did what did the Patriots ever do to you, Falcons? <laughs> <laughs> it would suck, though. But at the same time, it's the Patriots. I think it's about time that, that karma turns around yeah, on that team. Nobody feels too bad about like, it. Are you telling me that Bill Belichick, if he had the opportunity... 10 years ago to look at another team's quarterback wristband, he wouldn't have taken that. He probably has taken it. Oh, for sure. But it's funny because these pictures are now online and you can see the plays that so everybody can see them now. Stupid, though, to take it. The smart thing would have been to open it up, take a picture of it, Uh, close it up, leave it there. Then they don't know you have the information. They're none the wiser. They're not changing things up because they don't realize that you have taken all their all their plays hmm. on your phone. If if that uh, janitor with the mustache was a smart man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was smart, and he shouldn't take the socks, he should just smell them, right? <laughs> put them back where they belong. Do what you will with the socks, <laughs> and then put them back in the gym bag.
Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.